0: You're listening to The Jeff Cavens Show, episode 39, Talking to God Out Loud. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're gonna talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Kavins Show. Welcome to the show. Glad you could join me again. We're talking uh, this week about Uh, being a modern-day disciple and the practices of being a modern-day disciple, uh, some of the disciplines that we can bring into our life that will be fruitful and bring us closer to the Lord and uh, allow the Lord to be glorified through our life. And this week, um, I was really stuck on something that I wanted to talk to you about, something that I've been doing more and more. I've actually been doing this for many, many years, uh, but this uh, last few weeks, it has really become real to me in a new way, and, and I want to share it with you, and it's actually about praying, and it's about praying out loud to God throughout the day, and I'm going to talk to you about that and the benefits that it has brought me in my life, and I want to challenge you to, to raise your, your, your prayer game, so to speak, to a new level of praying out loud and literally, literally acting like God is with you. That he's not a concept that you're thinking about in your head throughout the day. Some kind of quiet exchange of thoughts, which is good, and and yes, it, God does hear us. But I think that biblically and experientially and relationship-wise, there is a call to us to pray out loud in a way that, in a way that we've never done before, and and I think it will really bring a benefit to your life. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. I'm also going to share with you a couple of clips on uh, YouTube of some instances that that really blew me away. One was a, uh, uh, an Orthodox Jewish woman in, in Jerusalem and her experience of talking out loud uh, to God. And then the other is uh, a beautiful young girl that I posted on my Facebook page, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Uh, she's part of a choir and they're singing praise to God. And they're all kind of just singing the way little kids do, except for one. And she is beside herself. She just goes to town praising God, and uh, she is not ashamed at all. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Hey, we got some good mail, and I want to thank you for emailing me. You can get a hold of me at the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. And I got some really good feedback uh, recently. Uh, I had a. Um, a number of people who commented about my last show as I, I talked about redeeming the time, not wasting time on on uh, news television shows and how to redeem that and uh, use the time to read scripture, pray, spend time with family, and, and so forth. And uh, uh, I think one of the individuals, Jason, offered a, a really unique perspective um, that furthered the discussion. There's also a gentleman from Australia who, uh, whose life changed dramatically when he shut off TV. And uh, he had a really long email, appreciate that, I really do, from Australia. And I know that turning off television can really change your life. Also, uh, a lot of you responded about baptizing your smartphone and you gave me a lot of really good ideas as to how you're using the smartphone to serve the Lord, all the way from reminders in the middle of the day to uh, changing your alarm from some, uh, jolting, <laughs> some jolting noise to a praise music that wakes you up in the morning. Uh, Kathy writes me and says, I, I love your podcast. they're so down to earth and give practical advice on how to live an authentic Catholic Christian life. She said, I laughed when I heard you speak about discovering that your phone's alarms could be set to play a song. I discovered that too, a few months ago, by accident. Anyway, I have two songs that play, depending on which alarm time I'm using that day. One is, As I Have Done For You by Dan Schultz, by Dan Schut. And the other is, Will You Love Jesus More, sung by Phillips, Craig, and Dean. I'll have to look those songs up. She said, they remind me what my day should look like, service to God without personal glory. It's all about Him. So I want to thank you for, uh, she says. I want to thank you for enriching my life in Christ. And I have done many of your Bible studies and love the immediateness of your weekly podcast. May God bless you richly for all you do. Love, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate that very, very much. And And I do appreciate all of your feedback and I read all of them and uh, it uh, it warms my heart to know that the show is making a difference in your life well this last week i was driving in the car and i was exercising this discipline that i'm introducing you today which is talking to god out loud i I was doing this in the car and uh, i we've all driven you know down the road and we come up next to somebody at the at the stoplight and we see them talking or or they are uh, singing a song or, or whatever they're doing. And there's a little bit of uncomfortableness when they suddenly realize, oh, someone's looking at me. I'm, uh, uh, I don't know, I've gotta put the phone up to my ear to make it look like I'm making a legitimate call here. And the truth is they might be singing a song. And we've also become uh, used to coming up uh, next to people in traffic and they're talking as if talking to no one, but we know that they're using a speakerphone in their car and they may be calling their husband, their wife, uh, a spouse, you know, a friend, or, or you know, at work, I'm going to be late, or, or just talking to a friend, whatever it might be. When I was growing up, it was uh, quite a bit more strange to be talking to nobody in the car. Nowadays, I think it doesn't bother people as much, and they don't consider it uh, quite as, you know, weird to be talking in the car. But anyway, I was driving, and and I, w- I was beginning to pray. And there's there's really a number of ways to pray, and they're all legitimate, they're all good. And typically, you know, I I would go down that road of I'm praying by just thinking some thoughts to God, Lord, thank you for your uh your grace and I thank you for your life today. Help me, Lord, in raising my daughters, help me, you know, in this situation or that situation. But I don't move I don't move my lips. I I just think these things. And the question comes up, well can God understand your thoughts if you don't you don't articulate them? And the answer is, absolutely. God can understand your thoughts. Uh, The Blessed Mother can understand your thoughts because she is outside of time, and she has a particular charism as a mother in the in the family of God. It's been said by theologians that the enemy cannot understand your thoughts, and I believe that's true, that the enemy cannot read your mind. He can certainly listen to you. He can can read your actions and get a pretty good profile on who you are and what your weaknesses are and so forth. But yes, God can read our our hearts as we pray in silence, which is uh, certainly a, a very good thing to do. But I want to introduce you to praying out loud. While I was in the car, I started to pray, starting silently. And then I just started talking out loud in the car, which I have actually done for many years now. And it went something like this. Lord, I'm getting ready to go home now. And uh, I don't know how many are at home. I think my wife's at home. I think Emily's at home. You know who's at home. Lord, help me when I go home to be a servant and to be kind know, to my daughters, and whatever happens tonight uh, in the schedule, if anything is thrown off, may I not respond in an ugly way, but uh, in a, in a way that would honor honor you, Lord. I'm so grateful for for what you've been doing in my life, and I'm so grateful for the, your grace and your 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 um, your beauty and your power and your glory today. And I just want you to know that, and that's I just want to say that to you, Lord. I love you, and and I and I worship you. Well, now. Let me throw in a name in there. But somebody driving up next to me may think that I'm just talking on the phone to somebody when the truth of the matter is I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the creator of the universe. And, and as, I, as I do this more, you know, talking to the Lord as I'm getting ready in the morning in the bathroom and I'm talking out loud. Um, I was mowing the lawn not too long ago and someone in my family asked who I was talking to, uh, assuming I was talking on the phone. I said, oh, no, I was uh, just I was talking to God. Uh, while I was mowing the lawn, I'd stopped at one point, and I carried on a conversation for a little bit about some things that I was dealing with and needed His help, and, and I just stopped. You know, Rather than thinking these things, which is legit, don't get me wrong, uh, I felt like I really needed to have a discussion uh, with the Lord. And, and that's something that's been changing my life, to be honest with you. It's been changing my life more and more uh, as, I, as I go on. And I, I wonder, have, have you done that? in your life? Have you had times where you just talked to the Lord uh, like you would a regular conversation with somebody? Now my wife and I have been married, it's gonna be 40 years uh, coming up, and uh, as we're driving in the car or we're walking around a lake, I certainly have thoughts about her, and I know she has thoughts about me. But we, we would never think about going on a trip together in the car or going to church or going to the mall and and literally not saying a thing. And if my wife said to me, you know, honey, we, we've been in the car for two hours and we've been driving and, and you, you've been so quiet, you haven't said anything. And I said, Well, I'm so sorry that you that you feel that way. The truth is, I have been I have been talking to you all this time. I've had thoughts about you for the last two hours in the car. Well, she might say, Well, I'm not God. <laughs> I don't know that. It would be nice to hear your voice. And, and I think sometimes, you know, when it, when it gets uh, down to our relationship with the Lord, the Lord may even be saying to us, I'd like to hear from you. I want you to speak to me as though I'm real, not just a theological concept or, or some kind of, of um, ethereal God in the sky that you think about, but I'm real. I'm with you. I am Emmanuel, God with me. He's with me. And, uh, and, and as I relate to my wife, uh, I also need to relate to God because it's a bridal-spousal relationship. Now, I've, uh, I have learned a few things about praying over the years, and I want to share just a few thoughts with you. And then I'm going to share an amazing, amazing uh, video clip. And I'm going to give you the, the, uh, the URL in the show notes because I want you to watch it and see what, I'm gonna describe it to you. I'm gonna spell out the clip, but I want you after the show to go and, and actually watch it. It's very short. I'm even gonna give you the exact moment in the film that this, this quote takes place. Well, you know, when we talk about prayer in general, we, we learn to pray when we're little children. And when we, when we learn to pray at our mother's feet, our father's feet at the kitchen table, uh, going to bed at night, our first words, our first introduction to prayer is out loud we we kneel down next to our bed our parents teach us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name our parents it would be rare for our parents to say I want you to kneel down and then I want you to think this prayer Th- that would be quite odd they, they typically would say repeat after me and we learn the very first words of prayer in our life we learn to say them out loud and, you know, you even got that, remember that that semi-morbid prayer, now I lay me down to sleep? <laughs> remember that prayer? If I die, imagine this, six-year-old kids, if I die before I wake, I pray my soul you'll take, you know. Uh, well, yay for trying, but it's kind of a scary prayer for a little six- or seven-year-old uh, every night, talk about dying tonight, and, and uh, if I die before I wake, I pray you'll take my soul. But we do learn to pray out loud by bowing, you know, kneeling down at the bed or at the dinner table. We learn to pray out loud, and when we're little, we oftentimes make mistakes. But the beautiful thing about being little and learning how to pray is, it's okay, it's all right, you know. Our heavenly Father knows our needs, and it's okay to make mistakes, and and it's okay to to uh, uh, to express that to the Lord. Uh, when when the disciples saw the Lord pray they were moved by his prayer They weren't I don't think they were necessarily moved by what he may have been thinking. I think they probably overheard him at times when he prayed and they finally said, Lord teach us to pray teach us to pray the way the way you are praying and I think God rejoices in our desire to pray He doesn't condemn us for not not praying perfectly but he is very very patient. And as we grow older, I think we tend to lose this childlike essence of prayer. We become sophisticated, we become smart, we become educated and and we don't we don't talk out loud, we just think things. And, and I'm not there anymore. You know, I mean I do do that. I do I do think and pray in in silence, but I so like talking to the Lord out loud. Uh, I think that we, as we grow older, become more aware of ourselves and how we'll be perceived and less aware of our focus on God. And fear enters in. And fear, we have a fear of looking foolish, of a fear of failing or letting other people down. I remember one time when I was 18 years old, I was at a prayer meeting. And it was a Protestant prayer meeting, and I had never prayed out loud in my life in an extemporaneous way, which is the ultimate fear for most Catholics, is to get into some kind of prayer meeting and someone say, Hey Frank, hey Susan, would would you lead us in prayer? And oftentimes they'll say, Well, I've never done this before. They have prayed, wrote prayers, which is good, but what they're saying is, I've never prayed out loud like this and expressed my heart in front of anybody else. Well, I think we can we can grow into that, and I think there's so much inside of our heart that we want to express to God about real life and problems we're facing. I know in the in the Old Testament in First Samuel chapter one and verse thirteen, I'll put this in the show notes, by the way. You have uh, this young uh, young woman by the name of Hannah, and uh, Hannah doesn't have any children, and, and she wants children with all of her heart. She really does. And Eli, her husband, observes something. He he kind of. Uh, sneaks up on her and, and he, he overhears her as she is praying to God. <coughs> She's praying to God and, and and Hannah was speaking in her heart and her lips were moving. It was so deep within her that her lips were moving and her voice was not heard. And Eli took her to be a, a drunken woman at that point. And she responded that she just wanted a child. She wanted a child, and she ended up getting the child, and, and that child is Samuel, the great young prophet Samuel, the 13th judge, if you will. Now, while Hannah didn't make any noise with her mouth, the moving of her lips expressed a deep, deep affection for God in, in, her, in her life, in her heart, and, that, and that's, that's a good thing. To pray silently is a good thing, to move your lips and express your thoughts to God in a real way when the chips are really down, when you hear from the doctor that you have cancer, when when you when your child got picked up for, for drugs or 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 you just lost a sister, whatever it might be, to express your your anguish and your heart to God is a healthy thing and a real thing. Yes, we can think the prayer, yes, we can move our lips but to say it out loud. And I think we should have the faith of a child, the courage to pray, to sing to God at the top of our lungs and not be burdened down by, by what we sound like or what others will think. There's a great example on Facebook that I saw this, this week. And uh, I'm going to put the link in the, in the show notes, but I put, it on, I put it on my Facebook, which is just Jeff S. Caven's. It's facebook.com. Forward slash Jeff S. Cavens. And it is a it is a young girl, and and she is absolutely, absolutely a, a delight, just a, a delight. A lady by the name of Jennifer Peterson posted this. It's a choir of children in a church singing. And there's one girl who is singing and expressing her love and praise to God in <laughs> such in such an amazing way. In an amazing way, she's expressing her love to God. So after the show, go ahead and, and, and look at uh, that video. It is going to bless you. I'm telling you what, when you see children unafraid to express praise and worship to God and express their heart to God, I'll tell you what, it, it really does something. It really does, it, it, it just touched, it touched my heart a lot. So I, I, want, to, I want to encourage you to, to pray to God and ask for the courage to pray out loud. Pray out loud and express that, 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 that heart uh, to him. You know, the history of the Jewish people is actually quite interesting because uh, the Jewish people uh, have a habit of praying out loud. They have a habit of praying out loud and even muttering words to the lord as they pray it's like a meditation that springs up in their in their heart through their mouth and they they begin to pray and they and oftentimes you will hear them pray the psalms this way they will mutter utter and and mumble the psalms to the lord and um and, and and it's it's a beautiful thing even in our own mass the you know what what if everybody came to mass and nobody said anything because the Mass is our greatest prayer. The Mass is the greatest expression of praise to God. And and when we hear God's Word proclaimed in the Liturgy of the Word, the first half of the Mass, there's a response. It's called the Responsorial Psalm. And, and, And we all say it. We say it out loud. We don't think it. We say it out loud. And the Psalms are the school of prayer. The Psalms teach us how to respond to God and how to talk to God. If you want a good language book, you want a good curriculum for how to pray out loud to God, read the Psalms. In The Great Adventure, uh, we have uh, just a wonderful study on the Psalms. If you look it up on The Great Adventure, I can put put uh, put it in the show notes. But in that study, we really teach you that this is the school of prayer, and we do this out loud. We pray out loud. But the Mass itself is one great big response to the Lord, and particularly the responsorial psalms are, are really, really important. Really important. You know, I, I was thinking in this the other day, and I was sharing this with a friend that uh, that as Catholics, oftentimes, and I'm going to do a whole show on this sometime, I think, we, as Catholics, we excel in secondary contact with God. Well, what do I mean by that? We excel in exercises that teach us about God. They explain how to pray. They discuss what goes on in the Mass. They go deep into the sacraments and the saints. And, and, we, and we, we, we have a sense that we have come into contact with truth, which is, which is true. But it's a secondary contact with God. It's not a primary contact where we actually talk to God. We taste God. We worship God. We, we actively trust him with our will. But it's a secondary contact with God. It's good. We're reading about things. But I want to encourage you in the area of prayer to go beyond excelling at secondary contact and excel at primary contact. That is, talk to God. Talk to him as if he's real and he's with you in the car. He's walking with you down the street. He is with you going into that business meeting. He is with you as you go to school to pick up the children. God is with you. Emmanuel, God is with you. Now, there's some things that that would really benefit us when we look at this in a real way, and I'm going to share those with you, and then I'm going to conclude with this amazing Video clip from a movie that I, I'm, I want you to watch. That this movie clip that I'm going to share with you has has and I and I saw it. I don't know. It must have been know, seven or eight years ago, something like that. I'm telling you, it changed my life. What what I'm going to share with you changed my life when it comes to prayer, and I know that it will with you. You're listening to the Jeff Caven Show. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Shana from Ascension. I don't know if you've heard, but with Ascension's new digital delivery platform, you can start a study with anyone, anywhere. Here's how to do it. First, go to ascensionpress.com and create a free online account. Once you're there, preview any of our study programs for free and choose the one you'd like to lead. Then, find at least three friends, family members, or coworkers who want to do the study with you. Once you have your group, make sure everyone registers to receive their study materials. Then you're ready to go. Meet with your group in person, online, or both. It's that simple. Welcome back to the Jeff Caven Show, talking about uh, talking to God out loud. Uh, sometimes we, you know, we hear people say, well, I, I'm just going to go and have qui- a quiet time with God. But you know, a quiet time is kind of a misnomer in some ways. It's, it's more like uh, I'm going to go have a, a noisy time with God. <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to take some time tonight and have an, an out loud time with God. I'm going to talk to God out loud. Uh, and, and we don't even think in those terms, do we? I, you know, I mean, we really don't, but we think I'm going to have a quiet time with God. Well, have a noisy time with God. Get real. Tell him where you're at. Tell him what's going on in your heart. Express the emotion, act like he's real, and it'll do some some things for you. Number one is I think that that talking to God out loud makes the relationship more real. It makes it more real. There's something incarnational about this prayer life when we go from simply thinking something to expressing it and expressing it with emotion. It concretizes the relationship. It makes it real. It's in this world. It's like Jesus becoming flesh. My thoughts have become flesh. My thoughts have become real prayers and petitions to God about my children and my wife and our finances and my emotions and and, the neighbors and politics, you know, all of it. So number one, it makes the relationship more real. Number two, it solidifies memories of special times with God. You've had special times with God. You've had incredible encounters with God, and when you speak out loud and pray in those circumstances, something happens to memorialize that event. Let me give you an example. About four years ago, I went to the uh, I went to the dermatologist, and they told the dermatologist that I needed to have a couple of things, you know, frozen off my face because of skin damage as I was a kid, and looked like a young Irishman. And I have to do this every year or two. And I went in and, and he said, yep, looks like a couple things. We're going we're gonna to take that, uh, uh, what do you call that stuff? That, it's like a gas they spray on you. It stings, you know. And you get a little blister. And he said, you know, you're due for a body scan. And I said, I don't have time today. I, I, got, I got so much to do today. I, I, we'll do it next time. And he said, Jeff, it only takes 10 minutes. And I said, all right, already, let's do it. So he did this body scan and on my back, he found this little dot and he said i don't like that he said i'm going to cut it off and biopsy it and we'll see what we'll see what it is and i said okay whatever just let's let's do it because i got to go so he cut it off gave me a couple stitches that was on monday on friday i'm sitting at the kitchen table with my wife and my assistant paula and i get a phone call and i looked down and i saw that it was the dermatologist and and i hadn't been thinking about it frankly and he said uh, you want a place where you can talk hate that when they say that <laughs> it's like it's like are you in a good place where you could die right now <laughs> are you in a good place where you could talk i said yeah and he said yeah you have melanoma and it's a, looks like an aggressive melanoma on your back i went oh and i got up and i said to my wife and paul i said i'll be right back I have, I have to take this call and i went in the backyard and i talked to him and he wanted me in he wanted me in on monday for surgery i was supposed to go down to ave maria in florida to teach Focus, missionaries, I said, can I do it, the surgery in a week? He said, no, no, we need to get this thing off now. Well, I went back in the backyard, and I stood behind the shed. And I hung up, and I got real with God. And I spoke out loud. And I said, Lord, I didn't think this. I spoke it out loud. I said, Lord, I said, I have been serving you for over 35 years consciously, and I have never been let down by you. You have always been faithful, even when I'm not. And Lord, I have learned to trust you in every situation. And with this news from my dermatologist, that I have cancer, I trust you. I continue to trust you, O oh Lord, with all of my heart. You have been so good. I delight in you, and I, I praise you, and I just began praising God. Now, a peace came over me at that moment that I cannot even describe to you. A peace that, that, frankly, passes all understanding. If You want to be biblical. But there was something about saying this behind the shed. I've never looked at that shed the same again. I've never looked at that part of the backyard ever the same again as the day that I proclaimed with my mouth, I trust you, O Lord. I trust you. I trust you, O Lord. You know, Paul says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words can't express. So there's a depth of prayer that even goes to that groaning, that groaning expression. Peter writes in 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. Now when, in the New Testament, when Jesus teaches about prayer, like in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, this will be on all this is in the show notes, he says, go to your room and shut the door, he tells us, and, and, and pray and pray. And if others can't hear you, you're more, more likely to talk straight and you won't be tempted to mouth you know, some, some other type of prayer. You're going to be real. You're going to be straight with God. And so if you are in the car alone, you're out, you are at your house alone, in the backyard alone, you're mowing the lawn, go ahead. Go ahead and talk to talk to the Lord. Oftentimes, like in Matthew 14 and Luke 5, Jesus went up on the mountain by himself to pray. He would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And as I said earlier, the disciples saw him and I imagine on certain occasions they heard him and their response was, Lord, teach us to pray like this. Teach us to pray like this. In Hebrews 5, 7, it says of Jesus, in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and he was heard for his godly fear. Now, I want to share with you this clip from the movie that I've been kind of Teasing along here in the show because I think it's worth saving uh, to to the end. Uh, earlier I spoke about the clip from Jennifer Peterson and the girls singing in the choir. I encourage you to, to watch that. I think you're gonna be I think you're gonna be blown away by that. But a number of years ago I saw a movie which was really an unusual movie. It was unusual for a number of reasons. One is that it takes place in a very ultra-Orthodox area of Jerusalem, right by a place called Mea Shearim, Mea Shearim, and uh, better also known as the Breslov community in Jerusalem. They typically don't allow people to come in with cameras, recording, and in fact they don't even want you going through their neighborhood. I made the mistake one time back in the early 80s, went through there on the Sabbath, took a few stones in the back, and learned my lesson. But This is a movie called Ushpazin. It's in the show notes. U-S-H-P-I-Z-I-N. Ushpazin. It's on YouTube. The whole thing. And the the basic storyline is this. Moshe and Malib Belanga are an impoverished, childless, Hasidic couple in this ultra-Orthodox community in Jerusalem. Now, after Moshe is passed over For a stipend, he expected, they cannot pay their bills. And (coughs) they cannot pay their bills, uh, much less come up with the money to celebrate the Jewish holiday of Sukkot. Now, in this Jewish holiday of Sukkot, they have what they call four species that are required for the holiday observance. One of them is a beautiful etrog, or citron. And, and they console themselves by recalling a, a saying of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov that difficult times are a test of faith. And after some anguishing prayer, they received an unexpected gift the day before the holiday. And, uh, and Moshe buys the etrog for a thousand shekels. It's about 300 bucks. It's a large amount of money that they really can't afford, but they want to make the holiday special. Here comes the problem. The couple is visited by a pair of escaped convicts, one of whom knew Moshe in his earlier non-religious life. The convicts become their guests, ushpizin that's what that means, ushpizin creating many conflicts and straining Moshe and Molly's relationship. They fight, they argue, they get into disagreements with these two convicts At at the great holy time of the year when they can't even afford it. And at one moment in the film, Molly, his wife, is seen on a tight angle with the camera. She goes out on the balcony, lights up a cigarette and takes a drag, looks out over the balcony with a tight angle shot, and she says, I have to tell you, you're sweet. Righteous, beloved, I'm just crazy about you. You did it big time. You gave me another chance. And then the camera begins to go to a wide angle. And there's nobody there as she says, Father, I swear I'll do anything not to let you down. Anything. And you suddenly realize she's praying to God. She's being real. And it was life-changing for her, and to be honest with you, it was life-changing for me to witness that level of honesty, transparency, passion, authenticity. I have to tell you, you're sweet, righteous, beloved. I'm just crazy about you. You did it big time. You gave me another chance. Father, I swear I'll do anything not to let you down. I want to encourage you this week. By the way, that's going to be in the show notes. Ushpazin, the visitor. It's at the 59-minute mark, and all that will be in the notes. I want to leave you this week, my friend, by encouraging you over this week. Make an effort to talk to God in a real way. Foster that relationship. Talk to Him in a real way. Talk to Him as if He's really there. You say, but He is there. Oh, I know. But talk to Him as if He's really there and it'll make a difference in your life whatever you're facing this week with your finances your relationships your health i just got a call from a dear friend just today who has colon cancer and i'm going to pray for her out loud (laughs) and uh whatever you're facing in your life it's okay to talk to god in your head don't get me wrong But take another step this week and talk to him out loud. and Express your heart to him. And you'll you'll be surprised that when you start to do that, emotions begin to be moved and deeper things come up from your heart. Things that you never knew were there. I want to encourage you to go to iTunes and rank the show. Leave some comments. You can also listen to the show and pass it on to others. Not only with iTunes, but with ascensionpresents.com. The more times we check it off and we like it and tell other people about it, the higher it goes in the ranks and we can get this good news out to more and more people. Pass it on to your loved ones. Pass it on to those in your Bible study and at church. Let me pray for you out loud. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord, I lift up my friends to you today who are going through difficulties, going through life. I pray, Lord, that you would intervene in their life and Show yourself strong as a shepherd, as the lover of their soul. I thank you, Lord, for comforting them in the midst of their difficulty. And I pray that I pray that you will, will, will grant them a tremendous grace and peace in their heart, in whatever they are going through. And this week, Lord, as we're in the car, remind us at different times, hey, I want you to talk to me, and I want to talk to you. We invite that level of intimacy, Lord, as we learn to talk to you out loud. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, my friend, you have a great week, okay? God bless.